What the Twitch, the podcast in which we talk about our experiences being a small streamer in the Twitch universe. I'm Marissa. And I'm Connor. Thanks for joining us. So welcome to another episode of What the Twitch. Uh, in this episode, we're going to be looking at discoverability, what it actually means, what we know about it, and how you are really the one that's responsible for discoverability and not the platform you're streaming off of. Exactly. I think that right now a lot of people are, for lack of better words, getting their panties in a bunch for the simple fact they don't understand how discoverability works on any platform, let alone Twitch. A lot of platforms use the the same algorithm when it comes to discoverability. And if you don't understand analytics and the algorithm, how, how are you supposed to then utilize the discoverability? Right. It, it's not Twitch's responsibility to bring people to your stream. Mm -hmm. They just give you a platform to use. Right. I mean, and we're using we're going to be using the word Twitch a lot because that's what we're used to. But those of you that are listening that are going to be like, well, what about insert streaming service here? It applies to them, too. They're all basically using the same code as far as, you know, as far as just quote, quote unquote discoverability works. All the platform can do is is just that it gives you the platform. It, it has the main page that says these are the, you know, the top people or, or most popular or what have, what have you for that particular service. <clears throat> and then you get, you can obviously, you know, dive in, into the, into the weeds with it. Look at, you know, who's streaming, what games or what categories of this, that, and, you know, and, and what have you. But when it all boils down to it, discovery Discovery rests on your shoulders. You're the one that's responsible for your own discoverability. All they're providing is the window for people to look into. Well, and Connor says it rests on your shoulders, but what a lot of people don't understand is a lot of these platforms give you analytics, which isn't your stream analytics. I'm talking about something completely different than stream analytics. They give you the analytics of their platform. Um, I don't remember the website off the top of my head, but there is a website that will tell you what is the most popular on what streaming platform or any social media platform. It, it goes for Instagram, uh, YouTube, TikTok, a bunch of them. They give you the data that is like, okay, this is what's trending on this platform. And if you post it this time, this time, and this time, you're more likely to get viewer engagement. If, if you were to, but, but again, you have to seek that knowledge to find it. It's not Twitch's responsibility to be like every week to the millions of people that use their their platform to email them this. Uh, but it's there. It's it's there if you look for it. Uh, yeah, hundred percent. There's I any mean, Twitch does have some of their own good analytical features. Kick does as well. Uh, well, Facebook gaming's not around anymore. Trovo's I've heard's got some pretty it's got some pretty decent analytical analytical data, but we'll put the link to it in the in the um, in the episode description of what we're referring to. I I had it and I lost it, so that's on me. 
but there is a third there's a third party out there that does collect this data and does uh, publish it out there for people to look for look at on a general level because Twitch, Kit, Trovo, you name it, 25 different streaming platforms out there all have their own analytics for you personally. You can look at what worked or what didn't work for for you personally. Twitter has the same thing. TikTok has it. Uh, you just have to be willing to look at it. If that's what you want to do, you don't have to do it, you know. But when we can't complain that Twitch isn't providing discoverability, they've provided this discoverability. It's up. It's up to you now to make yourself discoverable. And there's a lot of different ways you can do that. But as Rissa had pointed out, the majority of that is going to be looking at your analytics seeing what's works and what doesn't work and try to adjust your content to fit that in order for you to take and be able to make, take a couple steps forward and have more and more people uh, notice you. Again, uh, I'm not, I don't think Connor quite understood what I was saying. So I'm going to reiterate on surprise. it. Wouldn't surprise me. I'm not talking about your personal analytics. There are websites that give you, the platform's analytics. So right now I have twitchtracker.com pulled up. Right now there are 2,572,643 live viewers. You know how many people are live right now? There are 119,255 live channels right now. So... Now you got to remember there's probably some partners that are streaming right now that have three to 500 people in their, their streams. There's so when you're a small streamer, you're battling for discoverability against people who are partnered, who of course have a better contract with Twitch because Twitch is making more money off of them. Twitch is going to push their streams more in a business move. Those are the ones that you see mostly on the featured because, of course, they have the most people in their streams. They have the most money coming in. However, if you were to take partners and just take them out of the equation, you probably cut the live viewers in half. And then there's probably, I don't even know how many of the lives or whatever. This is hypothetical, you guys. But let's say that if we were to take all the uh, the partners off off the platform that would probably get rid of. I want to say, mm, we'll 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 be generous and say thirty thousand. Thirty thousand live channels are partnered. I mean, that might be true. I don't know. Hypothetical. So then, okay. So then we have one million two hundred and fifty thousand live viewers compared to ninety thousand small streamers. If you do the math on that, that's a lot of streamers with one to two people in their chat. And this is Twitch's analytics. I pulled this off of twitchtracker.com. You can, um, they have an overview. They have viewers, channels, active streamers, watch time, stream time, games, and languages. So if you click games, there are 3,613 games being streamed at this moment. Um, the top one right now, that's not a game. Anyways, it's just chatting. But it's, it's a not category. A game, but it's, it's a, a category. category. There are nine 
168,398 people, which is, oh, I read that wrong. There's 3,500, or 354,000, 354,039 people in just chatting at this moment. That is 14% of Twitch in just chatting, sitting in just chatting. Ram says hi. Hi. But the top game that is here that has 174,553 people streaming it is League of Legends. I probably, if it were me, I would not stream League of, League of Legends because I'm a small streamer. Nobody knows who I am. And I'm not going to get very much discoverability off that game. It is an oversaturated game. Uh, the next top game is Grand Theft Auto V. Popular game. A lot of people love to play it. There are 159,711 people streaming that right now. Again, probably not something that I would particularly choose. Um, all other games combined is 968,398. Which, obviously, they can't give us a list with every game. That'd go on forever. But... I would probably, what I would do to help, like, research your discoverability probability is go to Twitch. Type in the game that you're going to play. Like, let's see, if I went to Twitch right now, and the game that we are playing on my stream right now is Undertale. You type that in, and... Right now, Undertale has 422 viewers. Not very many people watch Undertale. Uh, it, I thought it told you how many people... Oh, there is a total of 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8. 8, eight channels right now that are live with Undertale. I could... Okay, I'm searching Undertale. There's 8 streams to choose from. You're more likely to get picked. Compared to playing Grand Theft Auto that has 155,000 people streaming it. I mean, the, the, the probabilities are, are, are there. The, the, the things that you have to um, the things that you have to consider, as, as Riz had pointed out, is number one, how many people are playing that particular game at the time that you're playing it? Uh, or doing that, whatever that category is at the time, at the time that you want to do that, maybe you need to consider making a shift in your in in your start times. Maybe you need to take and consider playing a different different game. You can sit there and just say, "Fuck it, I'm going to do what I want, and this is how it's going to go," and and that's perfectly fine. But you have to accept the results of that decision. It's not a wrong decision; it's a personal decision. You have to take and. You have to be willing to take and, and, and accept how that goes for you and figure out how you can make yourself stand out in these things. And again, as you know, we've said it before, it's not going to be instant. You're not going to be like, oh, I'm going to do League of Legends at midnight because there's only a thousand people doing it instead of 30,000 people doing it. Ugh, just because you did it that one night isn't going to be a guarantee you're going to get an instant large boost of viewers in your in your channel it's um 
it's an unrealistic expectation, but as long as you continue to put the work in, you can get there. Uh, I have a, I mean, perfect example, and I was noticing it today. Uh, BD Brent, when I first started watching him over a year ago, he was pulling in 10, 15, uh, you know, viewers, a stream or what have you. And it's um, today, before he even, like in his starting screen, like he didn't even, he hit the live button. He wasn't even ready to go to like get on camera yet. He was already at 20. 15 minutes in, he was already at 75. Why is that? Because he took and put in the work. He worked on his content. He worked on on his presentation and how he made himself different from everybody else. And the word got around. He networked. He put himself out on Twitter. He put himself out on, on YouTube and TikTok and all of these things. And he, and he grinded for it. And he ground for over a year to get here. And he's finally seeing the he's finally seeing the 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 you know the rewards from all of his hard work. And everybody has that capability. Everybody has that potential. Even if they're doing the mo- some of the most saturated games in the world, you just got to be patient. You got to be able to put that put that effort into it. You know, we've mentioned it before, and a lot of people will sit there and tell you this: that, that if if you're going to take and be a full time streamer, streaming is going to be something that you are going to make a living off of, make it a full-time endeavor. You are going to be working 16 plus hours of day, a day and only maybe four or five of those hours are going to be on camera. You got to put that work in. So like Connor was saying, okay, so before I took my seven month break, my average viewers in my chat were 17 to 20, which I know doesn't seem very big, but like to me, that was, that was a lot. Um, I get an average of three now which I am very thankful for everybody that comes to my streams. Like that's not where I'm getting at. But what I'm getting at is I had 17 to 20 people and I'd have that 17 to 20 people. Like Connor was saying, like before I got off my just starting screen, but the difference between now and then is I was on my computer for 14 hours a day, 14 hours a day. I was either in discords, chatting, playing video games with other people on other social medias in other people's streams, I don't have that time available anymore to do that. And that's why my growth this time around is slower paced. And I'm okay with that. It's just, I think a lot of people think that, oh, well, I go live on Twitch and it Twitch should bring me viewers. No. That's not how discoverability works. Okay, sign up for an Instagram, post a picture. Do you automatically have 100,000 people that viewed your photo? Probably not. There is no platform on the internet that is going to hand you viewers, hand you likes, hand you follows. There's not one. Yeah, it's not it's not Twitch or any other platform's responsibility to bring the viewers to you. They provide the they provide the means. It's up to you to bring them in. So how are you, you know, then the question winds up being, how, how are you going to do it? And that's an individual answer. We're not going to have the answer for you. We're going to tell you to do the basics. We're going to tell you to network. We're going to tell, tell you to put yourself out there on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, 
you know, you study you the analytics of the platform. Read the analytics. Look at what the data is telling you. You know, put in the effort to to clip out your vods and you know show off what your platform is. But you got to be able. But that's still that's that's on you. Mm-hmm. Nobody else is responsible for that. Only you are. Exactly. And one thing that I constantly remind myself of is my follower followers and community, I'm not going to see growth in if I don't see growth in myself as a streamer. If I stay stagnant where I'm at as a streamer, I'm not going to gain anything else. This is where it's going to stay. If I don't challenge myself, if I don't like, okay, let's do, let, let, like right now we're doing a run through of Undertale, which is a game I had no idea what it even was about until my little brother was like, this is a game you will love it. Play it. Just play it. I didn't ask him about it. Nothing. I was like, all right, bought it. We started playing it. Turns out it's a really cute game. Um, But if you, if you're one of those people that hit go live, you play an oversaturated game like Call of Duty, uh, Grand Theft Auto, a lot of them. A lot of them are oversaturated. (laughs) A lot of the first-person shooters are. Yeah. And you are sitting there with a controller, staring at your screen, and just staring at your screen, every once in a while looking over an empty chat, not saying anything, just quiet, just playing your game. Where are you going to see growth in that? One, you have to be comfortable. You have to get comfortable on the camera. Or else you're not, I I don't know. In my opinion, your discoverability comes from one, who you are. Two, what you want to put out there. Three, the effort and the time that you put into letting and getting to know people. Four, studying the analytics and figuring out, all right, the game I've been playing is super oversaturated. One, I either need to figure out how I stand out in that category, or two, maybe move to a different game where I will stand out a little better. Three, use your social media. That is one of the biggest tools out there that you can use that people just don't use, which baffles me. Is like... I asked somebody one time, I was like, well, why don't you, I was like, do you uh, post on like your Snapchat or anything when you go live? And they're like, well, no, why would I do that? My friends and my family don't care. Okay, maybe your friends and family don't care or whatever, but I know I have people on my Snapchat that I added at random house parties. Maybe not everybody is as socially out there as I am, but... (laughs) You can't tell me that, like, okay, so maybe not your Snapchat, but, like, do you know all 5,000 of your friends on Facebook? Maybe they want to come watch your stream. Or, oh, you have you have a TikTok. Why not use it? Post game clips. Post clips of you just chatting in chat. Like, it's putting yourself out there further than just on Twitch. You know how many people probably don't even know what Twitch is that you talk to? I think that was like the big biggest revelation to me. Oh, uh, yeah, that's true, Ram. Ram just pointed out I had somebody. Okay, so I made a joke Tinder account with my link to my stream in it. And I got a follower from Tinder. 
I don't suggest doing that. Um, I did it as a joke. I didn't really think anyone would follow me from Tinder, but it worked. Yeah, I wanted to bring up another case in point um, about about people putting in the work and and seeing the results of of that right in there with 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 Rissa's point again. Um, <clears throat> turn right now. So Fortnite, Fortnite is a big game, right? <clears throat> Eight thousand two hundred sixty-six people at this moment are currently streaming Fortnite games to fifty thousand five hundred fifty-eight people. That's pretty. That, I mean, that's that's pretty heavily saturated game. But there, it's a good. I mean, it's a fun game. If you're into the first-person shooters and, and and stuff, this is pretty much your your niche. Joker's stream loves his Fortnite. The man is just cracked at Fortnite, and he's built his his content around his skills at Fortnite. But but how did he go for that? I mean, if you know Joker, if you if you've never met the guy you understand how this guy took it that much further. He wasn't just some guy playing the game going, yeah, I get the dubs and, and talking to chat or whatever. He's created an entire um, theme for his, for his stream. He's the Joker. He's a huge comic book fan. He loves his, 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 his Batman Joker dynamic. He's got his little friend bats that, trolls him and 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 helps you know helps him out with his streams a little cartoon character in the corner of this of the corner of the screen and that thing gets as much interaction as as joker does but joker put forth the effort he watches the analytics he saw what was working <clears throat> he added his own love of cosplay on top of it and has just done so much to make his content unique that he's seen the results of that and now he's got a pretty decent, a pretty decent following. It's only going to keep growing once more and more people find out just what a crack streamer he is. Not just at Fortnite, but just in general, how entertaining this guy is. You know, because he put forth the effort and he looked at the data and he made the adjustments and he made unique content that is specific to him. And after some time, it's working. But that's the gist of it. You got to put in the work. Discoverability is really, really on you. Twitch can give you the platform. Twitch can give you the tools. Third parties like Twitch Tracker can give you the tools. It's up to you to use them. It's it's up to you to figure out what's what that data tells you and how to use that data to your advantage and then build your content or rebuild your content or tweak your content or whatever, you know, whatever is is applicable for your situation. But the data is there. Regardless of the platform that you use, the data is there. You just got to use it. Right. And so what brought us to the topic of discoverability is the talk that is happening right now about how much better Kick's discoverability is compared to Twitch's right now. Because Kick is a smaller platform and just starting and, you know, everybody's so excited about the new platform. So over on Twitter, there's been a lot of debate on how Twitch's discoverability has been broken for years and they get more discoverability over on Kick. And in reality, as soon as Kick grows and gets up off the ground, it'll be just like Twitch. Mm -hmm. 
there's a lot of people taking advantage of the fact that there is very little saturation over in kick right now. And that was a smart move. Not no no hate towards kick, no hate towards anybody that's using kick or anything like that. I think that if that's where you want to go and where you think your success is, by God, I hope you get it. I really, really do. Uh, but the fact of the matter is right now is that these people took advantage of a situation, rightfully so, and are seeing the are are, are seeing the benefits of lower saturation in their uh, preferred category. As kick gets off the ground, as people as 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 people more and more start making the transition or making the dual transition of using of using both. Twitch and and kick, you're going to see saturation go up, and you're going to see viewers, and a lot of people are going to see viewership go down, and a lot of people are going to, in my opinion, erroneously declare that kick has fallen by the wayside. They've lost touch. Their their discoverability is broken now, and and all of this. And now they're like Rissa said. Now they're just like just as bad as Twitch and and what have you. Not fully understanding that the whole discoverability issue or non-issue is is begins and ends with you kick provided the platform twitch provided the platform it's up to you to use it to your advantage so um you know that's that's uh you've got to be able to use that information to your advantage and and that's really just that that's all it is when it comes to like when I think about discoverability, I, I, I don't know. I always think, well, I am one person out of the billion of people that are on the internet. How am I going to stand out? I, I like, and that's what I ask myself. I'm like, how do I want to stand out? Um, because I can't be doing the same thing as everybody else and expect people to want to watch me over somebody else. Um, I don't know. I, I think, the biggest issue that I have with like people saying, oh, well, discoverability is broken. Discoverability is broken is, okay, give me the definition of discoverability. Tell me how it works. Because I bet you what you tell mm -hmm. me is not how discoverability works. <clears throat> yeah, I agree. I agree. Not a lot agree. of people, a lot of, not a lot of people who decide to do the whole streaming thing actually do the research into like, what discoverability is, how it's important. They they just think, oh, well, I'm good at this game. I bet you people would come and watch me play it. And how about that? Both of you give your definition of discoverability. I absolutely can, Ram. My definition of discover discoverability is the ability to discover something. I'm just kidding. That was me being a smart <laughs> I mean that you just that's trolling the definition. Ram right there. <laughs> that's the definition in the dictionary. However, no, like what discoverability means. Holy shit, that was a big bug. Um, spring is here, you guys, and wow, I'm not enjoying it. Um. So my my definition of discoverability and like what it means to me is, um. Basically, what I've said all night, Ram. I don't know how to like put it. Yeah, in yeah. Well, that was a very interesting. Like we've been we've been talking about discovering the entire thing. What is? Yeah, never mind. Uh, you know, it basically, just, I mean, it's for me. It's using the analytics to my advantage. Well, I mean, I'll go even I more. 
I'll go I'll go more simplistic with it. Discoverability as far as the streaming environment simply means what have what can you do or what have you done to make yourself stand out ergo be discovered within the platform how do you as a uh fortnite player stand out among 8000 other fortnite players that's discoverability <laughs> rams like damn it connor i was typing that <laughs> yeah no like and that's just it is okay i used to be a dead by daylight streamer like that was the only game i streamed how did i stand out i really didn't let's be honest i was like every other dead by daylight player what helped me get discovered though is what i was doing offline i was honestly playing dead by daylight pretty much all day every day with different groups of people I was in a bunch of Dead by Daylight discords. I networked within the Dead by Daylight community. It just... You posted Dead by Daylight clips. Yeah, I posted my Dead by Daylight clips. Like, I used the tools that I had to my advantage. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. games, games, whether people like to admit it or not, they have their own communities. And if you network within those communities... Of course, you're going to have more people come watch you play that game because you know they like the game already. And you're building a friendship with them. Right. You know, it, this, it, again, we've made the reference before. We're entertainers. How do movie stars get out there? How do movie, star, how do movie stars get discovered? They got. They started off in Broadway. They started off in in high school theater, and they worked their way up. They took the classes. They did the work. No, they didn't ramp. They no. did the. Um, you know, they they made it to Broadway. Then they made it to uh, television commercials, which you know they probably stayed at for a long time before they finally did something that made more people take notice. Then they're getting movie deals or long-running television, you know, serial deals or what have you. Um, One thing I do want to say, to, They did the work. One they thing I want to say. Work. Go ahead, say it. Sorry. I want to say, Ram, is uh, Connor did say movie actresses, not reality TV. <laughs> reality TV stars do corn. But when you look at that person's career and see how long they've been doing it, you understand that they put in a lot of personal work in order to make it as far as they did knowing yeah. full well that they probably won't you know we're talking especially for us as streamers we're talking about an environment where approximately two percent of the entire group in general will make it to the levels that we you know that that, that we know of like xqc and um other people that I don't pay attention to in the top on the, at, the, at the top of the streamerverse. Well, and that's just it. Is okay. Look at any entertainment profession. Singers, about two percent of the people that can sing are actual recording artists. Two percent of people who can act are actresses and actors. Uh, musicians. Mm -hmm. A lot of them don't ever make it big. 
dancers. You'd be surprised at how hard it actually is to get a deal on a ballet. <clears throat> it's you have to stand out. You have to put in the work. You have to be dedicated. And if you're not going to be dedicated yourself, you're not going to see the growth. You're not going to see the rewards. Yeah. How bad do you want it? Because that's how hard you have to work for it. And nobody else is going to hand it to you. Nobody else is going to give it to you. Sure, someone might get lucky and and hit some sort of, you know, uh, discoverability pot of gold. It's 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 a fluke. It's like point zero zero one percent chance that that's ever going to happen. Most actors, especially out here in in California, they're doing local theater. They've probably been doing local theater for decades on the hopes that somebody out in the L.A. area is going to notice them and invite them to do one of their big plays, you know, maybe at the Kodak Theater or Amundsen or something like that. And it might never happen, but they're certainly going to try and they're certainly going to put in the effort for it in order to, to do it because that's what they want. That's how badly they want it. And they I have hate- a better chance of getting there than the guy that's, you know, sitting at the, you know, at the, at the pub right now going, gosh, I wish people would notice me in what I did at this, you know, this small play we just did. Essentially, I, I don't know. I was going to go somewhere and it, it's gone. Um, I hate when this happens to me. I know the 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 train derails and talk about putting in the work. Trying to jog your memory, trying to rerail the train. I know, I'm trying to. Um you were talking about oh yes, here it is. The people who are on Twitter saying, Oh, it's Twitch's fault I can't get discovered are the same people that don't post links. Don't network. Don't put in any work at all. Those are the people that expect success Mm -hmm. to be handed to them with no work. And that is my personal opinion. I want to make that clear. Personal opinion. But you're not, I mean, but you're not wrong. I I mean, I completely agree with you. Uh, me complaining, me complaining that I can't get discovered on Twitch is Twitch's fault is like me saying I can't take and make the next, you know, help make the next Godzilla movie because Legendary Pictures won't sign me to a contract. Legendary Pictures doesn't know me from the hole in the ground. Right. Because I haven't, because I, why I haven't done they? the work. I haven't done you the know? work for it. And, and that's, I think, that's the biggest thing to me is, you know, people ask me all the time. They're like, hey, what can I do better? for my streams and I'm like I was like network and they're all like well I don't have time to sit in discords all day I have a job I have this blah 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 blah. and I'm like I can't help you then yeah you then you have to be able to accept your lot in life you're gonna get in it you're gonna get out of it what you put into it like networking is really big in in streaming Mm -hmm. um yeah I know a few streamers that absolutely do zero networking and somehow they've Got lucky. But the majority of us have to network. We have to. And, and like, I guess my definition of networking probably isn't the same as everybody's either. Because I think just playing games with your friends offline is a form of networking. 
you know, it is it is a form of networking because you're working with other people. You know, it is a form of networking. And they'll talk to other people, be like, somebody's going to go to them and be like, hey, you want to play tonight? And they might be, you know, I don't have time. I'm doing kind of doing something else. But, you know, hit up this person. I played with them the other day and they were great. Yeah. Or, you know, you know it, it's kind of like to me, it just it baffles me how many people also hide the fact they're a streamer to their personal like people they know in their real life. I'm not ashamed. Like I have my coworkers that come into my streams. I'm their boss. They come to their boss's streams because I talk about it at work. They're interested in what I do. I don't know. I just bring it up in conversation. I'm like, oh yeah, I got a stream tonight or I got to record the podcast tonight or, you know, as I say that, hey, there's one of there, there's one of my workers right there. Hi, Bess. And it it really is just that simple. Is it's like talk about it. If if this is something you're really passionate about and you really care about it, why wouldn't you share that passion and that care with the people that are in your life? I don't understand this whole like, well, nobody can come to my streams because I'm weird on stream. Okay, I'm real I'm weird in real life too. I it just gets a little weirder on stream sometimes i've uh i think i've hit every point that i want to hit with this top with this topic i think um, i have too i mean it's it's we talk about discoverability and you know um the tools are out there we also i mean we in a way are also trying to be that you know be that help you know help with that discoverability and we mentioned, you know, we, at the end of this, at the end of every episode, we mentioned a couple of people that we think you should look at. <clears throat> they're putting it. I mean, they're putting in the work. We've noticed the work, and now we're trying to point them out to other people so that their the, the the work they're putting in um, can be noticed and can be can get out there. You know, just like everyone else is trying to do. We're just trying to do our small part and help and help them get noticed. Yeah, no, I, like like Connor said, we do do our small streamer spotlight at the end of every episode, and that's just our way of trying to help other people get discovered. And it's people who we either are fans of, or people that we've networked with, or people that we're good friends with. It, it all goes back to the whole, you have to put the time in. If I don't know who you are, you can't be my small streamer spotlight, you know what I'm saying? So, like, you just have to make yourself known. That's part of putting in the work. Yep. Anyways, I think this is a great uh, moment to slide on in to our it's small streamer spotlight tonight. It's a great my, for that. It is, isn't it? Anyways, so my small streamer spotlight tonight is going to go out to Gibbs856. He is somebody that I have met through the Lunatics. Um, and I just think that like he has an infectious energy um, all the time. He's cracking jokes, hanging out. He he does a bunch of different stuff on his stream, but no matter what, it's a fun time. So go give him a checksie. I'm socially awkward and don't know how to talk. Go give him a checksies. All right. So my small streamer spotlight selection is going to Mystic Eternity. She is uh, a horror, scary game kind of streamer. A lot of fun to take and hang out with. Uh, we played Demonologist together for several hours. And uh, just a real, her streams are fun. They're just a real joy to be in. Uh, very laid back, but also very funny. And uh, just a very, very entertaining person. So 
um, yeah, give her a consideration. Checksies, if you will. Checksies. As always, thanks for listening. I'm Connor. And I'm Marissa. Feel free to pop into our Twitch channels and say hi. Our links are listed in the description below. And we'll see you in the next episode.